Hi, everybody. This is Dennis Silvers along with my co-host Amanda Robertson from the Vegas Sand Trap. And this is part three with our interview with noted golf course designer Jan Beljan. Well, that, 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 that's, that's exactly it. You know, so a lot of the things that happen technologically, I mean, remember, Tang came out of the moon, the, the moon shoot, right? <laughs> so putting a man on the moon. That's how we got Tang. That's right. <laughs> so, we got that's exactly right. And by the way, she is a very good up-and-coming tour player from, uh, I don't know, somewhere in, in China or something like that. But anyway, go ahead, Amanda. I better, <laughs> yes. I'll put my foot in my mouth here. I better get oh, out of this. Oh, dear. I'll take – well. Uh, <laughs> Following along, staying on my women's soapbox, um, you know, can you talk a little bit about the NWGA? And for those of you that don't know, that's the National Women's Golf Alliance. And Jan is, I, I don't know, I guess partnership is the right word. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yes, the, the um, National Women's Golf Alliance was founded because we, as a group of women, that would included uh, that includes the Executive Women's Golf Association and Golf for Cause, as Debbie Wakeness. Uh, we, along with um, some LPGA players who aren't with us anymore um, because of illness, um, we decided to use all of the experience that we had and observations to, to be able to tell golf courses if they wanted to use our service, just how women-friendly they are. And there are five major areas that we review. The first one is customer service. You know, how are you treated? What is customer service? It's everything that has to do with me coming onto a piece of property, including the signage and directions. How do I get there? Where do I go? Where's the bag drop? What does bag drop even mean? Right. Is somebody friend? Is somebody friendly, uh, or do I have to wait? Um, well, know, I don't, do, Jan. I have friends that. That that know very well what the bag drop is. They'll pull up and they'll say, "Can I still use the bag drop, even though I don't have my wife in the car?" Little <laughs> boom. Really? Wow, that's impre- that's impressive. <laughs> is that? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, to, oh. I didn't mean to get you off track there. <laughs> oh, no, that's, I think that's brilliant because that, that goes right in that same category as asking for directions or not, right? Yeah, yeah. amen, amen. Oh, you I, stay on him, Jan. I, I like that. Jan, you know, a lot of courses have the tag, you know, championship course. What, in fact, what the hell does that mean, number one, if anything? Or is that just a marketing ploy? Well, I've always wondered. Uh, my, my, my dad and my uncles used to say the same thing, and that's been many years ago, but uh, a championship course is, is presumed to designate something that was of a length where somebody could hold a, a, a major uh, golf tournament. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but championship, uh, I, so I think that became part of the vernacular, and I don't know that anybody's ever specifically defined it and said this is the only way to use that term when you refer to a golf course. So my uncle told me about a golf course that was designed by Dick Wilson, where he was the pro. His name is Andy Belgian, and he was at the Hole in the Wall Club in Naples mm-hmm. for uh, for uh, 20 years in, in, the, in the winters. But in the summers, he was up at Fisher's Island in New York. So nice. um, he nice. said he said he, he said that uh, that uh, uh, Hole in the Wall was a championship golf course without the championship tees. So what that meant was it had all the strategy that was necessary for the, for the everyday player, but without the length that the longer hitters would 
normally have. And again, you think about the era when it was Palmer and Nicholas who were, and Player and Casper who were the ones who were out there um, in, in the forefront. So um, they wouldn't necessarily find the golf courses challenging because it wasn't as long, but it, indeed it was challenging because of the strategy of it. Correct. Right. Absolutely correct. Well, Jan, I kind of wanted to ask you just a fun question. Um, you know, you've you've worked on a lot of projects and you've seen a lot of um, projects from the beginning state. Have What has been just maybe your most challenging or crazy situation that you've kind of found yourself upon while trying to deal with course design? Um, well, um, uh, do, do, do I get two? <laughs> you to get two. I'm sure you have a bunch. <laughs> well, I'll take two. Okay. <laughs> okay. And 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 the first one is 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 a challenge because the property there was a single piece of property in which the original uh, developers wanted to have 36 golf holes and only 36 golf holes, and that was great. And they did 18 holes in 1985. The course was opened. And then um, they were going to do the next 18 holes in the year or two after that. So a year or two later, they call and they say, we're ready to do nine more holes. And I say, oh, okay, great. So I pulled out my plans and off I go. And what do I find? I find houses where I had the other 18 holes designed. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a sec. So so what they did, they had bought more property, and they decided it was going to be, they, you know, it was beneficial to them as a development company to have frontage. And so um, they they bought additional land. And, uh, okay, now let's add nine more holes to this 18, but integrate them with the existing 18 so that we have three brand-new nines. Okay, so I did that. So a couple of years later, they bought more property, and they said, we want to add nine more holes. Oh. So, so they said, integrate these nine with the existing 27 and come up with four completely different nines. Oh, my goodness. Maybe we should <laughs> let our designer know ahead of time. <laughs> well, and then they, then they bought some more property, and they, they said, oh, let's do nine more. So now we're going to have five nines here. But they said, uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to take nine of the, th- of the 36 and put that with a new nine, and we'll leave 27 over there and put 18 here and have this be oh a completely different development. And so I had to make holes go backwards from what they, you know, I had to make greens tees and tees greens and change the the, the routings and cart paths and lakes and all sorts of things. And And believe it or not, Believe it or not, they actually came back and said, we bought more property. We want to add a 6-9. Oh, my oh, but now, <laughs> But now what we want to do, we want to put the 5-9 and the 6-9 together and let you take back the 4-9. Oh, my gosh. Well, so I'm, I'm glad these people it. had a lot of money, Jan, obviously. Uh, it, well, it, 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 they, they did. <laughs> they did. Yeah, and they better be paying you good money to wow. get in there and figure all this out. <laughs> Jeez. So at, so at the time, then, you know, I was working with Tom and and we had the kind of work that didn't allow us to do that fifth and sixth nine together. But so I just restored the fourth nine back to the to the other thirty other mm-hmm. twenty seven, mm-hmm. and completely rerouted those thirty six holes crazy. to become two eighteens. That so that's crazy. that's 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 one crazy. <laughs> okay, that's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> That, that was is, a challenge, but it was over years. That is a, that they, is that is very very crazy. Let me ask you this, Jan. A, a lot, speaking of that, in the same vein, a lot of golf course designers 
and architects have a signature that they like to have on the course, whether, you know, it'd be a style of a bunker, railroad ties around bunkers, certain type of greens. What's your signature, Jan? Because I, I heard it was a tee box shaped like a kitchen apron. Is that true? Oh, oh no, it's, it's, it's much more formal. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's more like a barbecue apron. Uh, I like that. I like that. She's gender neutral, you know. I like She's that. keeping it BC. But what, what's your signature? How do I know I'm playing a, a golf course designed by Jan Jan? I don't know that you would. And and I say that because the, the work that I've been able to do, I, I, I'd say, and again, being, being mindful that I learned what I learned working with Tom Fazio and and. Under his generous spirit, he encouraged all designers to do the best they could, you know, use their ideas. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I have been able to do very well, especially on properties that didn't have real estate associated, was to make the golf courses look like they were found, not created. Even if a lot of dirt was moved, to replant the golf courses so that they're the, the same native habitat is there. And um, still be conscious of, of what uh, the critters are, whether it's birds and butterflies, whether they're migratory or they're local, mm-hmm. to be mindful of, of keeping some of that habitat for those. And, so, and, and, and But in fairness, that's also part of the requirements of almost every property is you keep the local habitat. Yeah, But and doing it and, and encouraging it. Totally, because uh, habitat makes it just so... You know, it makes it special. It's unique in various parts of the country, and I just, uh, I just think it's, uh, it's awesome. Uh, speaking of that, before we let you go, what have you got uh, going for you right now in the way of uh, some work, Jan? I know you're always busy. Well, I've, um, you know, I'm, I'm sad to say that I have um, work caused by Hurricane Irma. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, um, I mean, I just talked to a, one of the superintendents this morning, and they had 11 and a half inches of rain on their golf course. Oh, and, my goodness. But that, but that was after 17 inches in the previous two right. weeks. Oh, my goodness. They had sand blown out of all the bunkers, and Unreal. there was another golf course where the bunker edges collapsed, and then many of them have, multi, you know, many, many trees down, so there are drainage issues, and the, the good news is that nobody experienced the storm surge that we thought we were going to have, because two Wednesdays ago, that was uh, the Wednesday before the storm, I was looking at 185 miles an hour wind and a 15 to 20 foot storm surge. Wow. That's what was that was what was heading to Miami, and if it hadn't veered to the west and gone across the western part of Cuba, and I know Naples and West and West Florida took a big hit, yeah. but the East Coast would have been hit as badly, if not worse, if that right. if that turn hadn't made. So, so I've got work with that, but I also have a project that's um, I'm actually going to meet with the owners uh, on again on Thursday and and finalize some things it's uh, rebranding 27 holes down in Boca so that's going to be a complete renovation with new greens and you know I, I'd say if there's if you asked earlier about um, distinguishing features on on a golf course and I think one of the things I like to do is make um, quirky greens if that <laughs> makes sense <laughs> Uh, I'll keep my eye out for you, Jan, and your course design. I'll be like, this must be a Beltran design. Come on. Quirky (laughs) greens. 
Yeah, these little, these you know, kind of a big enough area where you can move the flag stick around in, in several locations. But what you, the transitions between those, it's, it'd be very difficult to read some of those greens because they aren't the long sweeping curves that you would find on on a lot of greens that you say, oh, here's this nice. Yeah. It's going to do a little, do a little something. Yeah, and you know, recently, recently you speak about uh, the terrible devastation. Uh, in Florida with the uh, with the storms and all that stuff. Recently, I played a golf course that was in great shape, but I mean, uh, this had so much damn water on it. Somebody told me it was designed by uh, Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> uh, Boy, you're thanks from him. <laughs> you're a good audience. I like you. Yeah, I could just, learn uh, some things. Don't from egg him. him on, Jan. I, Come on. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Jan, it was an absolute pleasure yeah, having you. you on the podcast, uh, uh, the Vegas Sand Trap, and and uh, you're just absolutely a delight. You're you're very professional. Love your work. If people out there uh, all over ever get a chance to play knowingly one of your golf courses, I'm sure they're going to have a, a, a fantastic experience. And uh, we wish you all uh, all the best, and we look forward uh, to having you on. Uh, the show many, many more times, Jan. And and when are you getting out to Las Vegas, by the way? Well, good question. I, I, I thought that I was going to be able to get out this past summer, but then things changed around. Uh, you know, I had, um, I was, I was fortunate. I had, I had a, some good fortune. Um, the, um, I don't know if you know that the USGA had done a, um, they have a two-year exhibit up at Far Hills, New Jersey, celebrating women golf course architects. Oh, and so, wow. yeah, so I'll send you a link to that if you're interested. Yeah. I'd like to. Yeah, I, d- I didn't know that. That's, that's very uh, cool. That is very cool. That's, so that's, they, they opened the exhibit the, day, the Tuesday before the Women's Open this past year. Yeah. Because that was also up in New Jersey, not very far away. Oh, that's very nice. We just had a big one open here with the Rolling Stones. Seriously, it, uh, that's go, going around all of the country, showing the uh, the beginnings and the history of the Rolling Stones. That's very, very popular, by the way. I don't know if any of those guys play golf, but but nonetheless, I just thought I'd throw that in. I don't, I <laughs> well, don't know why. But, yeah, but, but anyway, we, uh, we will let you go again, Jan. Thank you. Thank you so much Thank for uh, joining us, and we look forward to uh, talking to you down the line. Glad you're safe. It's my pleasure. Thank you for thank you for the invitation. It's been great talking with yeah. both of you. Nice meeting you. Amanda. Yeah, very nice meeting Good you. Good deal. Thank you, Jan. Very much. Bye. Uh, very much. Uh, bye bye. Well, Amanda, she's uh, obviously very successful, very bright. Uh, I don't know. I think this is your first time in having to talk with her. What What was your impression? Yeah, I think I think the fact that she promotes women's golf but she also is just so professional at what she does i really respect that and i think she you know working with tom fazio and and getting to do something that a lot of people could never do um you know she's very bright and you have to know your numbers and you i mean you heard in our interview you have to know a lot to to get it all figured out and situated correctly yeah you gotta you know it's not only the uh, design the topography the agronomy but uh, also she, i believe she has a degree in landscape architecture yeah. is really well you know as well and you and you really uh, you really have to have that but before we uh wrap up the show i just want to get your thoughts with the new trend in golf course design 
you know, shorter golf courses, you know, the 15-inch uh, cups and, and that type of thing. What's your feeling on that? Because a lot of feel, people think this is not real golf. 15, 15-inch cups, come on. I mean, you know, give me a break. Guy's putting in for his 12 or something like that and makes a 30-footer. What's, right. what's your view on that as a professional player? Yeah, I think it's hard because golf is such a traditional sport. And so we look for the the stable, non-changing format. So like the rules that are about to change and coming up and, and things like that. I think we want tradition. And so how we know it is how we know it. And I don't know, as a professional, I think that there's some challenge to the game because it isn't so easy and it isn't right. short. But, you know, but on the flip side, people say, oh, well, if you play from the Reds and shoot 59, does it count? Well, yeah, you know what? You still have to go out and shoot 59. Right. So maybe on that point, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, no, I, and, and I agree. You, you still got to hit the shots. You still got to hold the right. putts. But I don't know, maybe uh, people that disagree uh, with that kind of philosophy, which I do, you know, right. I get called, well, you're just a purist, Dennis. And, no. and I don't know, maybe I am, but you're right. This is not an easy game. Exactly. And if you're going to make it so easy, what are they going to start? What's the, so start? what's the point? Start lowering the, you know, the, the net on the tennis uh, courts or the basketball and that type of thing. Right. This is a hard game. And there's no shortcuts, as you know. It's practice, 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 play, play, play. More practice, practice, practice. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see how popular that gets, and if it really takes off. All right, that's going to wrap it up for uh, our edition of uh, the Vegas Sand Trap. Uh, I'm Dennis Silvers, and I'm Amanda Robertson. Hope you enjoy the show. We'll see you back on the golf course. So long. Adios. And it's not going well. Here in need of something to break this spell. Having a corporate or charity golf event? Backswing Golf Events can supply your tournament with personable, professional golfers to entertain and fundraise on the golf course. They can accommodate any size group, whether it be three players to 500. They are your team. From range lessons, beat the pro, and pro-am style roaming, they're making lasting memories one swing at a time. So make sure to check out BackswingGolfEvents.com or call us direct at 661-316-3093 and book your pros now.